week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. How are we all doing this week? Not bad. Not yeah, bad. How solid. Are you? Solid start to the week. Have we got anything to be excited for? No. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Patreon. Hit that like button. <laughs> yeah, testing then. Um, that threw up a few interesting things. Um, Lee has a theory. Lee has many theories, but this one's relating to F1. That Mercedes, was... that Mercedes are actually struggling this year, and it's not the usual. Oh, we're crap. Oh, we're crap. Oh, we're crap. Oh, hang on, we're half a second faster than everybody else by the by the time Q one rolls round. I'm not. Hang on. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to fix the problems. I'm just saying <laughs> the 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 issues they had at the prop at the first test. I think were real issues. At the first test, or the sorry, at the, at the this. Uh, well, technically, yes, the first chair test. Not the shakedown. But... <laughs> the, the, the Bahrain test. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they've got, like, there's something going on with that car that they weren't prepared for. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of, it's that porpoising thing that we were talking about with Scarves last week, isn't it? That appears to be a bit of a problem, and Mercedes appear to be understeering quite badly mm-hmm. as well. Um, although we have seen and heard these things from Mercedes and their drivers in the past, and then they've turned up to the first race and left everyone behind. Yeah. I, mean, I think one... there's a lot of power to be unlocked in that engine. Mm. And if that's the case, fucking look out for McLaren. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah I th- McLaren seem hidden, don't they? Because they, they've got a really good car. They just had a really bad test. They can't stop the car. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> They're not using all the power yet. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they uh, don't use the power just in case it does a Williams and the back end bursts into flames. Mm. Mm, I tell you what, though. Like, fucking minute silence for Daniel Ricciardo, though. Jesus, you know, when you consider the year he had last year, uh, went into the first test. I know he, he turned around and said something along the lines of, oh, the car, the car suits me better. But when you looked at the gap between him and Lando, it kind of looked like the gap between him and Lando last year as well. And uh, now all of a sudden COVID misses a whole fucking test to get used to these new cars. And uh, is if he's okay to drive next week, he's going to rock up to a race with, the le- least knowledge of any driver of, about their car. Yeah, well, Lando will have more knowledge than anyone else <laughs> after doing all three days. Yeah. They got to a point on Saturday where I think it was Saturday lunchtime, and I was just looking at the uh, at the live live reporting from the test, and it's just like McLaren have said Lando probably won't go out again this afternoon, and then it, <laughs> and then it was just like Lando Norris has done twenty two laps again this afternoon. Like, yeah, what? What's he doing? He's still going out. <laughs> Apparently, as well, at the end of each day, he was then spending like an hour on the phone to Ricardo, telling him everything he'd learnt. Well, that's good. It's like pretty intense. And um, I assume Piastri was on the call as well, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, he's on standby, isn't he? Yeah, Mm. Alpine have said that they will uh, they will lend Piastri to McLaren. You need an Australian. Here's one. (laughs) We just happen to have one lying around. (laughs) It seems that if you want to, if you want to get into a Formula One car as like a reserve like person, the best thing to do is not actually be a reserve driver, because it, it always seems to be another driver that's airlifted in instead of the reserve driver that comes into a team. Yeah, McLaren's official reserves are still Van Dorn, De Vries, and weirdly Paul De Resta. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> Van Dorn is in Sebring, I think, this weekend, isn't he? Yeah, so he's out. I think he's doing... I think he's actually doing double duty. He's doing WEC and IMSA. No, oh, what a show. Friday, Friday and Saturday. De Vries might be in WEC as well. Probably because there's about 9,000 Dutch teams. Mm. New rule, for, uh, Formula One teams, reserve driver, must travel with team and be at circuit. It seems like a basic qualification of the job, doesn't it? If you're the person mm. on standby, if someone can't go, you kind of need to be available and not twatting about in Sebring. Yeah. Imagine if your doctor did that. Like, if your doctor was on call-out. <laughs> and he was supposed to come on call-out. No, I can't, but, like, we've got, we can send the butcher. <laughs> You've been ill over here. You should know that's how it works. You know, doctor can't make it. He's on a particularly tricky par five. No, to be fair, I can get in touch touch with my butcher. Um... <laughs> well, yeah, you've got a decent one just around the corner from you, haven't you? Yes, I do. I do, actually. He's a really good butcher. <laughs> yeah, I... Excellent butchers, I would like to say. Yeah, one of, the, one of the top three on the island. That's as far as I'm going, because there's two other good ones that we use. <laughs> moving aw- moving away from local retail onto local politics. No, we'll not do that. No, no, no time for local politics. <laughs> no time for politics mostly most of the time. Yeah. So what do we think to the return of K Mag? Who was surprised by that apart from everyone? Yeah, I was surprised. I was Kevin Magnuson. I thought it was all uh, somebody said that it was gonna be uh um you know, if if it's not Mazep uh, what was it? I can't remember what the tweet said now. If it's not Mazep in, uh, is it Hulken back? And I said, oh, it's going to be probably going to be um, uh, Fittipald in, you know, <laughs> horseshoeing that, uh, shoehorning that in, horseshoeing that in. I think Fucking even, hell. Even Joe Venazzi, I think, was getting mentioned ahead of Magnuson up until, like, literally the Magnuson announcement. Well, I always thought Kevin Magnuson would have stayed with the Peugeot team uh, doing the WEC because that seems like a really good setup that they've got going on there. Mm-hmm. No need to go fuck smashing any doors. Nope. No. No. Glaziers are in and around Formula One are rubbing their hands with glee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It was really nice, wasn't it? You know, did anyone see like the the videos of him going up and like seeing how? Like, genuinely happy all the team were to see him back, like all the like, mechanics. A real things. driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, after watching uh, episode four of Drive to Survive, I see Ooh, why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't well, age I, well, I, that one, did it? No. I mean, I, uh, right, not, not, I, not to spoil it for anyone that actually hasn't got as far as episode four yet. But now three days, what are they doing? Yeah, true. Yeah. How you can call it a redemption story about him finishing 18th in his home Grand Prix when the only two cars that he was actually put on the list ahead of had both fucking retired. Mm, right. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Drive to Survive. I've watched the whole thing. Um, you must be feeling uh, ill. To be fair, yeah. so have we. The uh, two sittings it took me. It took me two sittings mm. to watch it all. Uh, I, I know it was slightly off topic because we were talking about testing. But this, the someone needs to fucking have a word with some people here because I, I know I realize there's some sort of some creative editing goes on in that. But Jesus fucking Christ, you know that the, there was no part, no parts of the commentary in that I think were actually done during the actual Grand Prix. No, um, and they even managed to make it look like Schumacher did a good job last year for Haas. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that 
he's a bad Formula One driver. Nobody can do a good job in that car. Nobody. I mean, it it was a low it was a low bar to begin with, but it's you know if it if it's a low bar, you don't have to jump very high. Yeah, yeah but mean... if you like, if you haven't got a pet and somebody gives you a dead cat, it's still not a good pet. <laughs> You see, whereas I that. would say, or as I would say, <laughs> which of the two drivers did the best job at polishing the turd? Which mm. I would say, Mick Schumacher. Mm. I mean, but, Mick, have you, but, have you Mick... watched it, Flood? Uh, I'm not all the way through. I've got to about episode six, I think. Right, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going but... to give away the ending, but the last oh, line, no. the, <laughs> the last line of episode ten is possibly the most oh, it's chilling haunting. thing I have ever seen on TV. Okay, I'll get back on that uh, tomorrow. (laughs) Send send us send us a message when you've watched it, and if I I will guarantee you will be as chilled as we were. (laughs) We watched it on Saturday. It was like bloody hell. Yeah, be terrified. Nightmare fodder. Nightmare fodder. The four seasons of Drive to Survive. When you look at like the social media um, talk about it, when it first came out, people were like, "Oh, this is really good. Really enjoy it." Then the second season, like, yeah, it's all right. Third season, mm, you know, that thing where they've been putting like different radio calls in is a bit weird. Now, now people are like, this is fucking awful, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give a shit about actual Formula One fans. I think one, I think they've done a lot fewer interviews this time, so we don't actually get a huge. I didn't feel like there was a huge amount more that we hadn't seen. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot more race stuff. And two, I wonder if it's also, in a way, a victim of its own success in that people who watched it for the first couple of seasons are now mm-hmm. actually watching F1. So we're like, hang on, this isn't quite what I thought it was. This is I've already yeah. seen this and I know it happened yeah, differently. I so. What I would be interested to know is if somebody can give me any any good reason why there's about an hour and a half's worth of interview footage with Susie Wolf. Yeah, there was a Did lot. Of, there was weird. a lot of Susie Wolf and a lot of Jerry Horner and zero Alfa Romeo. I think. <laughs> I think uh, it's because there is a certain uh, there are certain things that Toto would not say. Um, so that's why Susie is in on the on the program. Well, then just don't have it. Don't have it there. I like the amount of the like one of you, one or two. You still of need episodes. to give that perspective though, don't you? You see one of those, perspective yeah, from that. It probably would have been better having somebody from the Mercedes team, but I mean, Susie is his wife at the end of the day, spend probably more time with him than anyone else. And but she there was, was episodes of that show. There was episodes of that show that should have been called Keeping Up with the Wolves. <laughs> I'd watch that to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> She was she was probably pitching for um for a Formula E version. Because don't forget she's a she's a Formula E team principal. So maybe they're thinking of now doing a Formula E version, calling it, I don't know, charge to barge or something. Now every what you everything every word you just said, Paul, I'd like you to write it down, let you to go into a small room and read it back to yourself and imagine how fucking stupid it is. I don't think There's that's no getting chance. commissioned on no like Netflix. Chance. That's gonna get commissioned on like what was what was it called? Chibi or whatever Motors. it is that got scrapped after about six months. Challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a premium production that I think that's a sort of niche middle of the night event. And that's just Formula E. <laughs> the Moto GP one came out this weekend as well and they forgot to release it in English. Oh well, that's helpful. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, weird. It's weirdly dubbed, isn't it? Apparently, it's. With I've even seen the, complaints uh... about dubbing. Yeah, 
Yes. I've not, not seen any of it yet, but I'm just imagining it's, imagining it's on, along the lines of the Hi, I'm Jean Lacey, head and shoulders. Yeah, I think it is. I haven't seen any of it either, but apparently, yeah, the um, the, the, the riders who don't speak particularly great English and have, uh, you know, give interviews in their own uh, mother tongue uh, are, are having their interviews dubbed over in uh, English. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, is it, it, no, is it one of these, how long has Valentino Rossi been from Somerset? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And the thing is, most of the riders do give interviews in English on race day, so I don't know. Yeah, that would that could be. They probably could dub themselves. Well, do you remember when Charles Leclerc first started in Formula 1, his English wasn't good enough mm. to to do interviews. Um he 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 really had, his interviews were very um my my English isn't good enough either apparently. Um, <laughs> his interviews were very short and he didn't say very much. Um until he got you know a real good handle on on the language, and uh, now obviously he's doing a doing a lot speaking in English quite fluently as we saw on Drive to Survive with Carlos Sainz. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I always I always think that anyone who um, has to do the majority of their work in a second or lower down the list language, um, I, I couldn't manage that. I also think it's weird that Mattia Binotto speaks in Italian on Drive to Survive, yet he he actually speaks English. Yes, you hear him speak English in Drive to Survive on like the team radio and in the team meetings. Speaks great English. Yeah, but, but answers all of his questions in Italian. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> One of the weirdest dubbings ever was a few years back when Alonso was at Ferrari and he was on a was it a Fiat five hundred advert and they dubbed yes. him for some reason. <laughs> With like a weird, campy American accent. <laughs> Fernando Alonso. <laughs> Who speaks English? Sorry, Chris, that just that sounded like Crichton. It, yeah, it was a bit, <laughs> wasn't it? It was a little bit. Can you, just give us Robert... a, can you just give us a spin my nipple nuts and send me to Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, no, not now, no. Maybe, for, maybe later on. But the, um... <laughs> if anybody wants that as their message turn, just drop us a line. <laughs> <laughs> now that'll be a seven dollar Patreon. I think that should be Patreon only. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be inundated with requests. <laughs> if Robert Llewellyn is listening, and that's highly unlikely, uh, I, I'm available for personal appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Just radio ones only, though. No, I'll stand behind him. And do the voice. He can't do it anymore. I'm not. I'm not saying any of the recent series of Red Dwarf, so I didn't know that. He's. Uh, he. He was doing the. Uh, he runs a, a YouTube channel on electric cars. Um, can't remember what it's called. Fully charged, I think. Which is. Uh, yeah. That, that could. That could. That could be another name for the um, Inside Formula E, Susie. But I'll. I'll stop. I'll... <laughs> inside Susie Wolf. Sorry, was that? <laughs> it did sound like you said Inside Formula Susie. <laughs> Well, no, don't forget we had uh, constant repeats of the Inside Williams documentary. Yes. Back and when Sky Sports Formula One started. Yeah, back uh, back in the yeah. days when they only had two programmes when it wasn't um, when there wasn't a race session, it was that and the yeah. Johnny Herbert story. Ninety percent of the time, it was the the car be for whatever year that was being built in the race <laughs> bay. Uh, on that time lapse video, so they got this is painful. I've seen this about fifteen times in the last hour. <laughs> But yeah, in, inside Williams when they were um, when they kept kept showing um, Bottas and Massa, we've resigned for another year. It's like, Neither of you are with the team anymore. One of you's retired twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there is that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nowhere, nowhere near were they? I did find it quite funny in the uh, in the drive to survive. The uh, the the Hass announcement was just like we're retaining our drivers for twenty twenty two. Ha! <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I mean, nothing in that episode aged well at all. No, I think I think you know it, even the, the it, positive spin though is a return of Magnuson, isn't it? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. And Magnuson yeah. is going to be. Uh, it'll take him. I think it'll take him a little while to get back into the groove of Formula One. Not a race or two. I don't mean. I don't mean like six months. Um, but then I think towards the back end of the season, we'll see just just how. He's a good yardstick for Mick Schumacher. Put it that way. Yeah. If Mick Schumacher can is comparable with Magnussen, then we know Magnussen was a pretty good Formula One driver who just made bad decisions quite often um, on track. I mean, and uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Magnussen uh, and Schumacher develop their partnership and which one of them comes out on top at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what Haas can do with um, with development on the car because th- this is going to be the first time for about three years where they've had a car that they're actually going to work on during the season because they they've been prone to having an uh, having a good car or an okay car at the start, one that's capable of scoring points in the first few races, and then just dropping the development. This this time they've actually they I mean they actually said. Um, about a year ago, that when the 2022 car comes out, we will be working on it for longer during the season than we've worked on any other car before. Well, according to Lando, uh, Lando thinks that Haas are going to be their main rival this year. Has Lando been on the hard milk? No, oh, some no. people some people actually have Haas pretty high up the uh, mm-hmm. high up the leaderboard on their on their post testing. Rundowns. Obviously, it's a little bit different for for different um, media companies, should we say? But the uh, the the general consensus appears to be that Red Bull and Ferrari are pretty much at the top. Don't really know where McLaren and Mercedes are, but they could be right behind them. Um, and I think the big surprise is that Aston Martin had an awful test. Um, Aston Martin appeared to be right down at the back in terms of performance and also um, just track time, I think. I don't think they got an awful lot of track time on. I think they had a few issues, didn't they? I think each of them ended up sort of just at the side of the track at one point. Yeah. I mean, there was uh, was the one on the Friday when they were planning on, I think, the second attempt at doing, um, doing the restart procedure. And Lance actually managed to break down in the pit lane. <laughs> like, was that the second attempt? I know Bottas broke down at the first, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Bottas broke down on the first one on the Thursday. And I think it was it was the Friday. Lando um, got past the final garage on the pit lane and had to pull over because the car had just died on him completely. Lando or Lance, you mean? Uh, sorry, Lance. A lot of talk of Lando. But um, yeah, the, the car um, didn't even make it as far as the track and it just it just died, which was the reason that Friday's restart procedure got aborted. We all just wanted to hear Crofty say, it's lights out and away we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there weren't actually, it was just a, a restart procedure check, wasn't it? Um, it was a procedure check, but they were holding the cars on the line and then they were free to, they were free to set off once the lights had gone out. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and Gasly led into turn one, and then that was it. The, yeah. the race was over. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's AlphaTauri that are going to be the uh, the big surprise this year. 
Maybe. Well, maybe. Who knows? It's uh, you know, it's new rules, new regulations give a chance for teams to make huge leaps, uh, and in some cases, huge drops. You know, may, if Mercedes aren't sandbagging, maybe they might find themselves fourth or fifth best team. You know, especially at the start of the season, we know they're they're particularly good at developing. But if there's an inherent problem with the philosophy of that car, then they might then they might struggle to to fix that. You know, going through the season, given that as the constructors' world champions, they have limited development time. I d- I don't think they're going to drop too far behind. I think it, it, at very worst for them, I see them being a close third behind Red Bull and Ferrari. For, Ferrari still got a question mark for me. Because, because they're Ferrari. You know, they, they're Ferrari. They they famously winter world champions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, you know, they, they they famously run like reasonably light in uh, testing. Bag sanding. Yeah, which usually gives us like a false impression of where they are. Um, I really hope that there's something in Ferrari and or 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 Mercedes can sort themselves out, because otherwise we might be looking at Red Bull just running off into the distance. Because that car looks good. Mm. It does. I mean, what I, what I've taken out of testing this year is finally times don't matter. It's the it's the reliability and it's the amount of laps they get in. Mm. And I think that and and how the onboards look. Yeah, like Russell in that Mercedes on Saturday, his head was just like it looked like it was going to fall off. It was getting bounced mm. around all over the place. That's not good. Yeah, I think what we need to do is get that footage and put it to a David Gray song. <laughs> And the the other, the other thing that caught my eyes was yeah the other thing that caught caught my eye with um, Russell was how often he was ahead of Lewis because so you're going to think that they're going to be running comparable times you know they're going to be running comparable setups at some point during the test yeah, I don't they think have to yeah um, I was I thought it was very strange how the distance between Russell and Lewis yeah I don't know it's well we won't. We we say this every year. We won't know until until qualifying, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst porpoising I saw in this second test was I think it was Yuki Sonoda. Was it uh, the first day of the test, the Thursday? Oh, Gasly, it was. It was Gasly. <laughs> was <it> Gasly? <laughs> Crazy, like, right on the end of the straight there. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> He looked like a fucking bobblehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like he was about to come out of that car. Um, Stenoda would have done it. Would have been like putting a kid on a ride. They're not supposed to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stenoda might have been my favourite from Drive to Survive. Lazy Stenoda. Yeah, just yeah, the lazy and just the sheer quantity of swearing. <laughs> well, learnt his English from mechanics. Well, that, yes, um, and Gunter Steiner maybe. Part, the best part of Drive to Survive was Sonoda walking out the toilet and turning around to what I think was his trainer going, just had a great shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimmy as well then. <laughs> it makes me f- almost sad that he's not good enough to stay in Formula 1 after this year. Oh, you never know. He might have stuck to his training plan. You never know. Mm. <laughs> Press X to doubt. He <laughs> loves didn't he? Milton Keynes is a favourite place of, uh, <laughs> of Yuki Sonoda's. How can Milton Keynes be a favourite place of anyone? I'm... No, he, he said it was. He said it was the most boring place in the world, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was his face when he ate the mushy peas. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lad's traumatised. 
I've got to admit, you you look similar when I eat mushy peas. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Mushy peas are the best. Best, yeah, thing, like, no. best thing to have with fish and chips. No. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah, with mushy peas. We're all on the same page. Fucking hell. Anything else, I disagree. Anything else is a hate I disagree. Crime. I will commit uh, a hate crime. I disagree strongly on the mushy peas. I don't know. I mean, curry sauce has its place. Curry sauce is acceptable. Not with fish, though. No, chips and, chips and curry. No, you can dunk, yeah, you yes. dunk the chips in the curry. You don't be whacking the curry on the fish, no. Mm, I'm not happy about any of this. <laughs> but mushy peas, yes, absolutely. So Yuki Tsunoda needs to spend more time in Milton Keynes just to have proper food, even though moving to Faenza gives him better results. That 100% didn't look like something the Formula 1 driver would be eating, though, did it? No. No. <laughs> not one that's a bit out of shape and needs to be sort of dragged to the gym. No, don't be having your I fish and was, chips. I thought it was quite funny that Daniel Ricciardo appeared to eat a pizza uh, the night before he raced the Italian Grand a Prix. massive which of course pizza. He won. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the season he's had, I'm surprised he didn't start taking drugs before the races. <laughs> to be fair, he won that one, though, didn't he? Maybe that's where he's he been did, going yeah. wrong. Maybe, not, maybe enough, that's it. not enough yeah. massive pizza before races. So pizza mm. is the new porridge. Mm-hmm. And why the fuck does Toto Wolf love pumpernickel? Searches, pumpernickel? searches of pumpernickel spiked by 50% on Google on Friday. <laughs> what? Well, it's, it's just going to have another hit, isn't it? <laughs> It was, it was like, you didn't toast it enough. It needs to be toasted so it's crispy like a cookie. Yeah. I mean, it tastes yeah. like fucking drywall to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Pumpernickel's <laughs> not, not great. But, but, but Toto Wolf absolutely loves it. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, can I... What, do you like for, what would you want for breakfast? Egg on plasterboard, please. It'll taste slightly nicer. Uh, a rye, a sweet rye bread. Mm. No, it's not. Mm, I don't know. If there's much sweet about it, but bread. Oh, sorry, slight, slightly sweet rye bread. Yeah. Typically heavy. Made in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. You slice it and then you toast it, and it's. Yeah, it's usually had with something. Like like eggs, I guess eggs and you know, possibly avocado or some kind of salad. It's that tough. Usually followed by dental work. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks like the sort of thing you could catfish somebody into thinking they're eating ginger cake with. But every, <laughs> <laughs> but every time, every time, Toto Wolf orders breakfast, you hear him asking for pumpernickel. I mean, I imagine in his accent it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's speaking you know, German and this is happening as well. So he's, all his ingredients are in German and then you're just like, and Pumpernickel. Yeah, that's why I own Pumpernickel. <laughs> Do you think it's like... The, and the, if you would like that as your message, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it's like because because he comes across as being such a, like a cartoon villain now since the black polar neck? <laughs> don't give any <laughs> secrets. Don't give any episode ten secrets away. <laughs> no, but do, do you think um, it's it's a, like to add some humanity back to the to the character? You know, like that video you see now and again of Hitler playing with dogs. If Hitler eats pumpernickel, that's not saving him as a character, though. No, no, but he, he did have Labradors. <laughs> No, no, it was Alsatians. We we watched what was it? Hitler's secret sex life last week on. You Netflix. put it well, on. Yeah, that's on. Oh. That's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, no, that yeah. came up. I, mean, it, I was just like, well, that was an interesting uh, one-hour documentary on the genital conditions of, of Adolf Hitler. And then it was just like episode two. I was, like, what? I was like, what? Hang on. I was like, wait a second. This is a fucking series. Yeah, no, what there was a, what's going it's, on? It's a lot of detail the most on his Netflix balls. Thing on Netflix. <laughs> 
I mean, did they have to re-dramatise his bollocks? Sorry, bollock. Yeah, this is the thing. They talk about the one bollock. They do talk about the one bollock. The song was correct. <laughs> Speaking of talking about things, testing. <laughs> testing, not testy. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh, completely lost the thread. Um, yes, I'm talking about pumpernickel, bizarrely. <laughs> Um, Alfa Romeo, shit in hell, they look unreliable. They look unreliable, but when Bottas is putting laps in, he looks, he, the car looks pretty good. It didn't catch much of what Guang Yizhou had uh, managed. But the uh, but Bottas's laps, I noticed he was third or fourth most of the time when, when he was out on the circuit. Yeah, I, think, I think the question is going to be with them this season is um, the main thing is going to be reliability because the, they had a lot of niggling little issues and niggling little issues can ruin a race as much as your engine blowing up yeah absolutely uh, just uh, what was it that uh, was it lewis hamilton's first first race in the in the turbo hybrid era wasn't it was it a one euro spark plug casing or something that that failed on him and that and that's what had to retire the car a, a piece that costs like 70p in english money done Damon Hill and a five p wire, five uh, p wire clip. It's always one yeah, of these, the isn't it? It's always, it's always your your fifty p part that fails. Mm. Johnny Herbert and the spanner left under the accelerator. <laughs> yes, that was a bit more than yes. It, it was probably not a cheap spanner. Snap on, I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just take a second to appreciate how right it looks seeing Bottas in a, like a lower mid grid team? <laughs> it does really feel, yeah. It does feel his more natural locale. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's appreciating not having the pressure on him. Mm. I think he's um, appreciating no, knowing where he'll be this time next year. Yeah, I think it'd be so fucking funny if Guan Yu Zhou starts handling and handing his own eyebrows like Lewis <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Joe's Joe's a bit of an unknown qu- qu- quality quantity. Um, he seemed he seemed pretty good in F two, <coughs> but um, he's had like... a year out though, hasn't he? I, I can't really remember what he was like in F two. No, he was hmm. he was runner up last year. He kept crashing into Dick Tantrum, and the year, oh, okay. the year before he was favourite for the title and kept crashing. He's done he's done a year too many, I think, to be honest. In F two, hmm. I think that's it, isn't it? With F two, if if people don't like, there's no such thing as the slow burn world champion from Formula Two. No. Yeah, you know, it's if if, Ros- if Rosberg if, took a few years. Did he? I see. I can't remember him in um, what was was it GP two back then? It would have been. He was. I think he was. Was he champion yeah, the he, year before Lewis? Yeah, but he hit the ground running though because he went in one of his first races in Formula One. He see he became the youngest ever fastest lap holder, and it was only like his fourth or fifth race. Mm. And he got the fastest lap in a race, and he was the youngest ever to do it. So Rosberg always had potential to do something quite spectacular, but he just didn't do anything until he found himself in a car that was able to consistently run at the front. Mm. And like Leah said many times before, it makes you realize how good Nico Rosberg was to be able to hold on to Lewis Hamilton and beat him that one year. Yeah. I, I think it shows just what it took to do as well. The fact that he essentially did it and then fucked off out of Formula One, <laughs> it it shows what he had to do to beat mm. Lewis Hamilton. 
Yeah, it, 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 it took Rosberg 11 years between winning the inaugural GP2 championship and winning the F1 championship. That's a bit of a slow burn. Well, when you think about it, I think Rosberg, may, if it would have gone on longer, it would have been interesting to see what happened. Because I think there's an argument that could be made. He was one uh, one engine failure for Lewis not happening away from be, being bottas you know, if if he'd have been beaten that year by by Lewis, would that would it, that that have been enough to have just sort of mentally trampled him down into being like Lewis's number two before Bottas came in? Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, Rosberg was able to take a fight to Hamilton in the same car. That's fair. Um, would would Bottas have come in at all, or would they have just held on to number two Rosberg until Ocon was ready? Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, who knows what what would have happened? The alternative universes that Formula One could have found itself in. Um, but when you consider that it was that over the five seasons that he was with Mercedes, he won ten races, and uh, Lewis Hamilton won. Oh, sorry, I think Nico Rosberg won eleven races the year he won the title. So, <laughs> you know, it's. I feel bad because Bottas, I think, is a really good driver. He he's just not that. He's not that level, if you know what I mean. He's not great. No, not he's good. Much. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's he's fine. Yeah, he's good, good enough to be in Formula One, but he's not great. I'm I'm just looking at the list of GP two champions, and I, I mean I'd, I'd forgotten a couple of them even existed. Davide Valsecchi? No, 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 Giorgio Pantano. Oh no! Yeah. Um, Fabio Lima? No. Totally disappeared. No idea. No idea what became of him. Wikipedia lists him as a former racing driver. This does not bode well. Um. Oh dear. Ended up in GP two. No, uh, GP two Asia. Yeah. After he won it. the championship. <laughs> no, sorry. It was in GP two Asia at, uh, before he was in GP two. Oh, um, Rebellion Racing and didn't actually make it to WEC. Planned to drive in Super Formula in 2015, um, however, couldn't pay sponsorship. Reserve driver for Manor in 2015. Oof. Um, apparently did Formula E. Did he now? Yeah. Well, I missed that. Um, did two rounds when Jaime Alguasuari was ill. Oh. Has kind he done Le Mans? No. Kind of forgotten that Jaime Alguasuari did Formula E, to be honest. Mm. Oh, sorry. He has he has done Le Mans. Um, wasn't classified. So I say even Michael Fassbender is having a go at Le Mans. <laughs> so is Fabian Bartes. Yeah, he's all right. Bartes is he? Um, is he still in the team with? Um... Oh God. Nope, it's gone. Uh, French, French former F one driver. Panis? Yes. I think so. Because they were Pan- Panis Bartes racing for a bit. <laughs> what a combo. Mm. <laughs> Does he still get Laurent Blanc to kiss his head before the start of a race? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. If anybody remembers the 1998 World Cup 24. Of course, years yeah. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. 1998 World Cup was the first World Cup I watched properly. Like, you know, obviously I paid attention to the 94 World Cup, but you know, but yeah, nineteen ninety eight was the one for me. That was the, the the big, big World Cup in France. Oh, I I I, I feel so old. <laughs> it was twenty years after the first World Cup I watched properly. 
Mm. Well, there you go. I wasn't <laughs> even born in 78, so... I'd like to say I wasn't. Anyway, back back to testing. The six-wheel Tyrrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we're, t- if we're talking about sort of innovation, um, we can't let that pass without the um, podlets? Pod- podites? Podettes? Pod- well, Scarbs pod- made Podlings? A, yeah, Scarbs made a, made a comment in the on last week's podcast that his joke had been taken a little bit too seriously by an Italian news uh, agency um, that Mercedes had just deleted their side pods entirely. And they, they, they announced it as a proper news story and then it spread like wildfire. It wasn't that far from the truth. Um, they're not total deleted, but they are very, very small, especially when you see the Mercedes alongside the Ferrari. That that comparison photograph is fucking wild. <laughs> like, there's a whole, there's a whole, like, you could probably park a Fiesta in the, in the missing part of Mercedes' side. Park a Fiesta we're... and house the family that own it. Surely, surely it'd be a Fiat 500 if you parked it next to the Ferrari. Uh... Maybe, but I was thinking more sort of where the, the, the gap, the space that Ferrari to the Mercedes, you could probably park a car next to the Mercedes and still not be as wide as a Ferrari is. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've definitely gone for something revolutionary with that. Now, apparently it's um, something that is the heat exchanger and the um, thermal conduction system is something that's used in the space industry. Yeah, it's apparently the layout was exactly the same in Barcelona internally. The only thing that's changed is the external surfaces. And once again, our friend Craig Scarborough, who was on last week, uh, posted upon Twitter to say that they haven't really... They've changed the shape, but the volume of what they had at Barcelona, all they've done, all they've done is sort of melted it and it's just sort of fallen to the bottom by the floor instead of being like the most of the mass being at the top. It's at the bottom um, and... He answered loads of people's questions like, "Well, surely this isn't going to work well for cooling." And he's like, "No, it's it's fine. It's going it, to there's decent airflow there. That should be okay." Um, the problem appears to be for for Mercedes, as we said, mm. innovation absolutely hundred percent. Hamilton has said that. that uh, sorry, Hamilton or Hamilton La La Balestia uh, said that he, he's got. Um, carry, carry on, flood peach. Yeah, <laughs> well, that would, that would be my name, absolutely. Yeah. Now everybody can get into my bank. Anyway, uh... actually, having said that, everyone can get into Lewis Hamilton's bank. Don't, don't come for me. I've got nothing. Go for Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> what is maiden name? Yeah, we know what his pets are called as well. If yep, that's we a do. security yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no I feel like we probably should first. suggest you don't try and hack Lewis Hamilton's bank absolutely do not hack anyone's <laughs> bank account you know what Sean I like I like to live in a world where we don't feel we have to say that but you're probably right I <laughs> <laughs> oh, ne- never thought of it that way <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, he said that, the, that there are problems with the car, um, but it has potential. So it's you know, do they stick with the innovation or do they turn up in Bahrain with the same setup that they had? At, you know, do they turn up at the first race this coming weekend with the same setup that they had in Barcelona. 
it's it's going to be interesting to see but if all the uh, if all the differences are on the outside then they may have two sets of bodywork standing by you know i'm surprised they didn't change it during testing if that was the case so it appears like this is the road they're going down they're sticking to it and they'll try and fix whatever the issue is Cause, i mean it, it looked like a lot of the issues with it were coming from the floor as well which the floor and because there's no side pod rear tire wake because the air is just slamming into that rear tire, excuse me, rear tire, which is giving some uh, rear end instability. Well, I mean, I don't know. We'd need scarves on really to to say whether I'm I'm right or not. But I take it because if you're trying to get sort of the sacrificing a little little bit of top end aero, I think, to work the floor better by getting rid of the the side pods. So I wonder if that's why they had such problems with porpoising, because if they've if they've ditched off some of the like de- some downforce for for a more efficient ground effect, then you would think when the ground effect stalls, which is what causes the porpoising, then it would be worse if you don't have that extra downforce pushing the car down as well. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, top level downforce would help. Mm. Yeah, so, sorry, I've, I've just been distracted by a message that uh, somebody sent me, and I'm not mentioning any names, but the message reads, I think registering lewislabellestier-hamilton.com was worth $14. Oh. Le- hang on, has he gone the other way around? Labellestier-Hamilton? Labellestier-Hamilton. Is that how he's doing it? Because I assumed it was Hamilton Labellestier or Labellestier, depending on how you pronounce the name. Mm. I don't know, but that's 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 what the domain is. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm not going to lie, my uh, my dyslexic brain would not let let me read that name. <laughs> it was I just had a complete blind spot to it, and it just moved on with the rest of my day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the three letters next to his name when he's racing is still going to be H A M. So yeah. I think we'll be all right with that. Oh, well, like most people, I'm not going to. People are never addressed by their middle name, so I'm reasonably convinced people are going to still refer to him as Mr. Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis <laughs> Hamilton. Please get the get the get the Sir bit in there. That's true. Can't say world champion though. Not reigning, no. And again, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he was world champion, it'd be too soon for Lewis Hamilton fans. <laughs> I've I've worked out I've worked out that there is no more toxic sport fan than the person that has a picture of Lewis Hamilton as their icon on Twitter. <laughs> it is it is equal to being like really vitriolic and vocal about Formula One while simultaneously knowing nothing about it. <laughs> So if anyone has access to Lee's Twitter account right now, you know I'm, what... <laughs> I'm at a total shunt. Come at me. Yeah, but he's not been saying his mother's name, has he? So no, no, he that's be safe. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. Th- that's one thing you can't hack at the moment. Um, right now, we're saying that re- the Red Bull looks rapid this year. Um, obviously, we were talking about the revolutionary floor design with scarves last week. Um, it looks like. Um, they are walking the walk and talking the talk with this one. It was reliable. It was quick. Um, didn't seem to suffer from too many porpoising problems, which has been has been the big thing. 
Perez had a weird spin, didn't he, at one point? I missed that. Ah, I think if you're not that. spinning during testing, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, but just in a weird place. Yeah. like it was, it was somewhere where you wouldn't normally spin on that track, I seem to recall. It was a bit of a sort of, okay, how's he dropped it there? May have just been Perez having a, a moment. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a weird one, the one where he, where he got beached. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, was it Saturday weird. lunchtime, possibly? I can't bloody yeah. remember. No, I, th- I thought it was an odd one as well to be having. I can hear that high-pitched whistle we spoke about pre-show again. I'm sorry if that's coming across on the show. Oh, I can, yes. No, I'm not. Now. No, I'm not getting. I'm not getting anything. If you are getting anything, a high-pitched whistle, let us know. Hit like and subscribe. I don't, I've gone into autopilot again. It's been. It's been a long day. Like work. and subscribe isn't fucking YouTube. <laughs> 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 I know, but I've been watching. I've been watching bloody training videos all day, so I'm. I'm just sort of preconditioned. Oh, um, quick, quick sim, sim racing thing for anybody do, doing some PC racing. I noticed this afternoon that on the Humble Bundle store, you can get um, a set of Corsa Competizione, um, Drift 21, Automobilista 2, three months of iRacing, a set of Corsa Unlimited Edition, R Factor 2, NASCAR Heat, and Automobilista for $13. If I didn't already have most of those games, Sims, sorry, can't call them games, you get shouted at, Mm -hmm. I would rush out and buy that, but I might actually do the limited bundle and just get the ones that I don't have just to top up the collection. It's it's worth it just for for three months of iRacing. Yeah, but that'll be three months of iRacing for new subscribers only. Oh, yeah. Just like iRacing always do with their offers. Once once they've got you, yeah, once they've got you, they've got you. Actually, um, you were saying um, I was about to make I was about to make an iRacing comparison when you said um, your little piece about people with uh, Lewis Hamilton as their Twitter icon. If you're on iRacing and you come up against somebody with a Red Bull livery, you know they're going to crash into you. Oh, without one hundred percent, one hundred percent happened to me the other day. I led every single lap, every single lap, zero incidents. I started third as well and led into the first corner. And this guy was just behind me by about two and a half seconds for the whole race. And then obviously, 13th weekend, which I had no fucking idea, was like Mad Max for iRacing. The guy (laughs) just fucking punted me off the track and won the race. (laughs) How can can you not tell that it's Mad Max week when you've got um, Formula One cars doing a figure of eight circuit with a jump? That's fair. See, now you, <laughs> when you say it and you don't read it, it sounds odd. <laughs> but if anyone out there is on iRacing, drop us a line if you want to join in with our um, Sunday Night League. And um, if you called Lee Stevens, join in with our Sunday Night League. Right, I will. I'm sorry. I've, I've, it's just, <laughs> I'm dead busy. I've always got stuff stuff doing. I'm, I have been playing. Like I've, I've got my... When when the new when the new season kicks off, I've I've hit C license now. Well, come and come and come and join us on a Sunday, and um, it's it's good for a laugh. I'm at, I'm at about a twelve, well, one thousand two hundred I rating now, and I have had nine wins and ten poles this year. That's not bad. That's not bad going. I'm pretty. I'm. This is something clicked when I changed the brake. When I changed the changed the brake to a stiff setting. Something clicked with it, and I could I managed to do it better. 
Unfortunately, something clicked when I spent more money than I should have done on a McLaren GT wheel. No, you absolutely didn't. You you, you spent just the right amount of money. That's what it was. Anyway, is there anything <laughs> right. more we can take from testing? Anything, anything else? Anything else that we can take from testing? Um, so, Mercedes, we don't know. Red Bull, rapid. Ferrari... Looks stable look, so far. Looks stable, but it's, it's Ferrari, so... Uh-huh. There's always a question I think mark. they're going to drop behind Mercedes. How can you tell? It. McLaren, brake issues. COVID yep. issues. COVID issues. Driver issues. Alpine. Now, their single what? lap pace looked really good. Every time they went out and did a hot lap, it was quick. Hmm. But we don't know what engine mode, because obviously, are they the only team running that engine? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I don't remember particularly noticing Alpine. Yeah, so we don't know what what anybody. You know, we have no idea what Alpine were doing with that Renault engine. Um, I mean, that in a way, it's good that you didn't particularly notice them because that also means they didn't have any serious dramas. It also means yeah, they didn't do anything didn't. to catch my eye. Yeah, I I think there might be a little bit of sandbagging from Alpine. You know, there could might be. well be. Yeah, could be. yeah, just just a little bit. I know the. Uh, they were talking about it on the race, saying that as far as this new engine goes with, with Alpine, they've been talking it up that they're quietly happy with, because this is the first time they've been using a split turbo, I think. Mm. And, and uh, they've been quietly happy with the results they've been getting. But also, when you look at the GPS trackers for um, like top end, all the engines seem to have like similar uh, similar power levels. So they, they they were saying like this whole idea of engine homologation seems to have worked that no that no one team has got a massive advantage when it comes to engines. I mean that's that's good in a lot of ways, main, mainly because Alpine or Renault engines aren't going to get as much data as the other three manufacturers mm-hmm. because they're in less cars. Actually, there is one thing I remember about Alpine, which was the amount of shade the Otmar managed to throw at Lawrence Stroll on Saturday afternoon when he was in the commentary box and they asked him, um, so why did you leave Aston Martin? Oh, there was only enough room for one Pope. <laughs> wow. Awkward. <laughs> I feel sorry for Otmar. You know, he's, he really has carried that team for an awful long time. You know, through some mm. pretty hairy situations finance-wise. And... Um, I'm not convinced that Austin Martin can make it, can do what they want to do with the, um, with with Stroll, like pulling the strings above them. Because you could argue that Lawrence Stroll destroyed Williams. You know, it's, I, I feel I feel Claire helped, but you you could argue that he loosened some of the bricks that she pulled away. Yeah, I mean, I have it on very good authority that Lawrence Stroll's time at Williams, he was trying to muscle in and be effectively the team principal, um, yeah. leaving you Claire in the role in name man. only. Yeah, you can't businessman a Formula One team. It doesn't work. No. You know, in a lot of the same ways, and I'm harking back to episode four of Drive to Survive, the way that Mazepin Sr. was telling Gunter what to do and how to run the team. Mm. And I, I think Lawrence Stroll was very much like that at Williams, and I think he was trying to, try to do that over Otmar as well. And... If you know, if you're the boss and the owner's undermining you, um, it's anyone sensible knows it's not a fight worth getting into. 
you know, I was amazed to find out that the um, Mazepin sponsorship for Haas was only twenty million dollars, and all you know the the team now we're back into like rolling properly with teams, and like there's no like seasons being destroyed by COVID and stuff like that. That they they can comfortably run. They'd rather sponsors, but they can comfortably run without the Mazepin money. The only reason Mazepin had that power at that time was because of the of the crazy situation they were in. Yeah, I mean, um, it, uh, Gene Haas has actually said today that he has short-term funded the team to the same amount that uh, Mazepin was putting in until they mm. find a new sponsor. Yeah, I mean, Gene Haas has got 20 million, 20 million in his fucking sock drawer, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the new title sponsor, it's just a question now, what fucking cryptocurrency or dealership it's going to be? Yeah, mind you, what wasn't it the? Um, I, I think it was because I, I, I don't get it wrong. I know, um, I know Richard Branson isn't a billionaire, but when they were talking about like when Virgin was coming in, mm. and someone was talking about him like like solely funding his own team, he turned around and said Formula One's a really good good way to make a million a billionaire a millionaire. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there was all the questions. At the end of 2009, you know, um, before they became Mercedes, but are you going to sponsor Braun next season? It's like, no, now they've got a world championship. We can't afford it. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm, it's, not, yeah. it's not something you do to make money. It's a marketing tool for your brands that make money. Yeah. And no, no one's actually sure what Virgin does anymore, so you probably <laughs> made the right choice. Well, did you know that Virgin Media, the, the sort of main cable company in 95% of the UK, is majority owned by... Liberty, Liberty Media. Media. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, so that that'll be why they managed to cut uh, to to staple on Sky's F1 channel early doors. Then I suppose. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I did. I had no idea they were the major. I, I'd have always had Sky down as major cable company for U, for the UK. No, they. Yeah, well, the, was that big. no, they wanted to be, but the Monopolies and Mergers Commission wouldn't allow it. They weren't even allowed to take part in what's now become the free digital TV. But no, Liberty Media is one of the biggest TV pro- providers in the UK and and Ireland, and they don't actually use their own branding. They're just renting the Virgin name. Yeah. Interesting. Next week on Three Legs, Four Wheels Talks Business. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably covered all the testing we've done. Um, we've done Aston. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done Alfa, Williams. We've done Haas. We haven't, really we haven't really mentioned Williams. Um, Albert looked all right. Yeah, the the fire didn't help matters, but that mm. that apparently was a um, car construction issue. We've seen was this it a brake fire, or was it was it just around the brakes? It was it was around the brakes. It was actually the um, I think it, it it was the axle that went on fire. I did see an explanation of it. Let me just uh, talk amongst yourselves while I find it quickly. Right. Yeah, I don't remember particularly much about Latifi, but yeah, Alban seemed not to be too rusty after a year out. Yeah. Uh... I can't. I can't think. Apart from the fire, I can't think of anything that Williams did. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, Williams have said it was too stupid to talk about, according to Josca Peter. Excellent. So somebody left something in the in the cake tin yes. that they shouldn't have done. Mm. Uh, a fire ignited at the rear of the um, of the Williams, sparked by overheating brakes, and then it melted the suspension. That is a problem. 
Um, Capito What's the suspension made out of dairy milk. <laughs> <laughs> Capito was reluctant to disclose the exact cause of the brake fire, calling the issue a mere procedural problem. Imagine how good that would smell if it was made of dairy milk. Oh, okay. burnt, burnt chocolate is not a nice smell. Well, I don't mind, but, but like <laughs> melted, melted chocolate's a nice melted smell. Melted yeah. chocolate suspension. Mm. But there was fire. I, I have I have I have just ordered um a hot chocolate maker that you actually make with um the hot chocolate using real chocolate flakes <coughs> and milk. None of this powder business anymore. I've I've we've actually ordered a hot chocolate machine. That's good. You sexy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that was quick for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, the the major thing about Williams was apart from apart from the fire. Yeah, Albon isn't showing signs of rust, and Latifi appears to be progressing a bit. Hard to tell again, but mm. yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that Williams did that was anything other than the fire. I can't. I just don't. Yeah, I can't possibly. Call to mind yeah, possibly second them. least memorable after Alpine for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I. I seem to remember that times were quite slow most of the time, but mm. I don't know that that's sometimes I fear comparable. I fear they're going to find themselves like properly at the back of the grid again. Sometimes, sometimes they had they had slow laps. Sometimes they didn't, but we don't know what programs they were running, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we're going to find all this out on Saturday. Uh, yeah. One th- one thing we did find out is that Kevin Magnussen, in a, a f- allegedly slower and heavier car on harder tyres, was faster doing a quali sim than Mazepin was last year in a lighter, faster car on soft tyres. Wow, that's quite something, isn't it? Mm. I mean, Haas did have a run of bad luck all the way through testing. They missed the first morning session. Had a few had a few technical breakdowns um, when they finally got on track Thursday afternoon. That was a cat's arse on a microphone. It was a cat's arse on a microphone. And um, we're given extra hours to make up for it. All right, running on the run on the track when it was cooling, when it was late. But um, they may have made a car that can stand up for itself. As I said, as I said earlier, I think that t- that roughly takes us through testing. Shall we do some predictions for next week? Crazy. Well, for this for this weekend, uh, flood. You've got to disappear, so I'll, I shall let you go first. Or has he disappeared? I feel already? flood might have disappeared. Oh, I think, flood! Yeah. Flood has disappeared. He did send a message to us saying, "Going to shoot in a few minutes. I'll just slip away quietly." <laughs> he has so, done. He has. That was very quiet. He's, he's like a ninja. He's been taking Dan lessons. Oh no! Now when I open up fucking um, what's it called Edge browser. I've got fucking pumpernickel. <laughs> You've got pumpernickel cookies. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, uh, oh, it, it's really weird. It's like it's like a picture of like I'll I'll send you it to you. It's it's like an advertisement for pumpernickel, but um, it's for some reason trying to make it sexy. Who's, so who got, is just like, impulse buying pumpernickel from an internet? Toto ad. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you, I'll you know, it. you know, it means devil's fart, don't you? <laughs> We've killed him. <laughs> That's good. Uh, right, here, check it out. Check sexy pumpernickel. Let's, let's have a look at sexy pumpernickel. Might have to might have to share this on Twitter when it. Oh my god! Yes, they are. Tr- <laughs> Is that the what? gold blend couple from the eighties? What? 
It might be, actually. <laughs> That's not what was happening when Toto was getting it. We don't, we don't know what him and Susie did once the cameras stopped rolling. I'm, Can you imagine the adver- the advertisement would be like, this ain't your mama's pumpernickel. <laughs> Hell fire. Right, anyway, predictions for the weekend. Um, Flood mm. is going for a Verstappen win, Sainz second, and Leclerc third. Right. Lee, do you want to go next? I'm gonna stick these yeah. gonna stick these on our chat group, so I've got I've got them, and uh, we will do the predictions league on the website this season where we're all up against each other. I'm gonna uh, for for the sake of uh, not looking like I'm like trying trying to cover bases, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the same uh, the same guesses that I did for the hot lap podcast yesterday. Um, George Russell win. Max Verstappen second and Lando Norris third. That the is... Ferraris will crash into each other. That is a youthful <laughs> podium. Ooh. All right, Sean, you you're up next. I will go for Verstappen win. Yeah. Hamilton second, Sainz third. I'm uh, hedging with one from each team. <laughs> and I am gonna go for a. Verstappen win, uh, Leclerc second, and Hamilton third. Right, they are they are saved. They will appear on the website. If you, I've not said this for a while, a couple of months. If you want to take part as well, just go to threelegsballwheels.com, go to the game section, and the 22 prediction league will be there. Um, put in your top three, and also pole position, fastest lap, how many DNFs or not classifieds there'll be, whether it'll be a safety car. Uh, if you want to do the, if you want to have a pole prediction, pole position prediction. Christ, that's not easy to say. Um, you've got until five minutes before Q1 starts on Saturday. If not, we've changed it a bit this season, and you can predict everything else right up to five minutes before lights out on Sunday. So we can get uh, we can get more predictions in, and if we get a bloody sponsor, we'll try and do a prize this year. Which would be nice. Which which would be which would be nice. Or we can always mm. or we can always get one out the um out the Patreon money because all these nice people that go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and pledge anything from one pound, one dollar or one euro upwards, it all goes um it all goes to the show. So we'll uh Shall we get a prize? We'll sponsor our own look, competition. Look, look, look at sourcing something. We'll, we'll find a prize. We will. We will the, find a prize in the depths of Three Legs Towers for the prediction prediction league winner. All, all we've managed to give so far is allow somebody to take uh, Rosberg's helmet. <laughs> um, that's true. Shall we do Formula Lee again? All we have to do is name the tracks. So we've got the spreadsheet intern on Discord. That's um, why not. That's running it. So, um, tell you what, let's keep it up with the um with the season it's it's the current f1 game with f1 2021 so it's going to be a lap of bahrain in the dry and what car should we have doing a williams really like really let's really set the tone yeah all right okay so it's a williams in the dry in bahrain um because it's back-to-back weeks you've only got one week to um to get your entries in so that's by Monday the 21st, um, 6 o'clock UK time. And instead of sending the entries in this year, you'll have to go to Discord to put them on the Formula Lee channel. 
the link to our Discord server is on the end of this um, on this podcast in the description, and it's also on the website at threelegsfourwheels.com under contact us. And also, if you want to get in touch, the email address is threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com or at threelegsfourwheels on all the socials. And individually, we all are on Twitter. At Sean Cowper. At Flood21 for Chris. I'm at a total shunt. And I am at Pablo100. We will be back next week. We'll have had a race to watch. We'll be on uh, we'll be on chat on Discord all over the weekend, I would have thought. Join join us in the Watch Party chat channel for um, all the text chat. And um, I just hope it's as good as uh, we're looking forward to. Because you can't beat a new season, can you? Can you? Maybe. <laughs> it depends. Depends how it starts. Right, Lee, go finish your lemsip, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.